This is a podcast about living on mission for the glory of God. You are listening to Doxa Dialogue, The Cove Takeover. It is actually very exciting for me to be here with my beautiful co-host, Amanda McCloy. Hello. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. I'm excited to be back. It's been a hot minute since I've been on the podcast, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So we're taking over. We're going to get to talk about some topics today, and we're really going to kind of hit it heavy Let's and hit it hard. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about God and Jesus. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love it. It's so interesting to me that in society, even in church culture, that just sexual immorality is made mm. to be such a man's problem. Mm-hmm. And it's not. And I think it's so incredible that our pastor has just allowed the women ministry to come in and just talk about how sex isn't everybody's issue. Yep. And if we don't talk about it as Christians, even though it seems like a taboo subject, then the only place you're going to hear information about sex is going to be from the world. And that is not how we need it to be. I mean, Christians have to step up and say, this is what it looks like as a Christian, something God created, not perverted by the world and Satan, you know, so it's it's our job to talk about the tough issues. And, and just... we definitely don't want our Christians out there Googling it. Yes, yes, yes. That's a whole nother can of worms. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, I have older children, you know, 11 and almost nine. And I'm thinking about my daughter coming up into this. And I mean, like you said, Googling. I mean, she's hearing things. She'll start hearing things from her friends. And if I'm not giving her a biblical perspective, then what's right. she going to hear? So it's just so important that we are not afraid to talk about these topics and to really see what the Bible says about them. Well, and subliminal messaging is mm-hmm. everywhere. Oh, my gosh, It is yes. seeping into everything, even yes. cartoons. Oh, uh, 100% I mean, cartoons. It's all in there. Yep. yep. And we don't even know what subconsciously our kids are consuming yep. from the world already about sex. These misconstrued ideas of mm-hmm. what it is. Exactly. So... We're basically going to start with how we should make decisions as an unmarried adult. So this is specifically leaning a little more towards women, but honestly, as an adult, male or female, these are some good guidelines. This also doesn't even have to necessarily apply to sex, but I was actually reading in my Lisa Turkhurst book the other day, You're Going to Make It. It's actually a really good book. I highly recommend it to anybody that's going through a struggle. But it was just about making good decisions. And I was like, wow, this can actually really apply. If you're unmarried, you have a partner, and you're getting a little intimate, you know, and because hopefully if you're dating someone, you like them. <laughs> when you <laughs> have some passionate feelings toward them, that's one of the main points you get married. And you're thinking about taking that step. Okay, so let's make some decisions. Let's figure out how we decide if we should have sex with this person or not and what's biblical about it. So really, I think her first point was, does this decision honor God or does it just make me feel good? Mm. And really, with any decision that we make, but specifically when lust is involved, you know, like I said, you're going to have passionate feelings. You're going to love somebody, you know, if you've been, especially if you've been dating for a while. And Paul says you should have that. Exactly. You know, if you're exactly. dating someone in pursuit of marriage, yep. you should have those strong desires. Yes. There should be some burning passion in there because yes. that's going to make for a fruitful marriage, you know, yes. but when you're trying to make that decision, does it honor God? That's a that'll hit you home pretty quick. You know, that'll take you back to square one. God specifically says he lays it out in the Bible. Yes or no. And part two was, is this leading me closer to God's best or away from God's best? Yes. 
Um, so I actually have a really good point on that. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts. Um, small plug for the Sheologians, I guess. Yeah. But I love that they were actually challenging this ideal. And again, we are the Cove Ministry, so this leans mm-hmm. a little more feminine. Mm-hmm. But in mommy culture, you always hear fed is best, right? Mm-hmm. Justifying that you can feed your child basically whatever, as long as mm-hmm. formula, mm-hmm. cow's milk, breast milk, all the same. Right. And I'm actually seeing that this phrase is seeping into everything Mm -hmm. so well this divorce is best for mommy and daddy Mm -hmm. it's going to be the best Mm -hmm. thing for our family yeah and i come from a broken home i know you come from a Mm -hmm. broken home and we love our parents Mm -hmm. um but they are human they are human they're all fallible yeah and we can't just blanket statement this is for the best Mm -hmm. right what is Mm -hmm. truly best what is truly best is God's will Mm -hmm. and God's glorification through us. Mm -hmm. So we see that there is freedom as a Christian. Mm -hmm. In essentials, we should have unity. In non-essentials, we should have liberty. Mm -hmm. But in all things, we should have love. And if we have grace in all of the decisions, we can ultimately decide what is best for our family. What is best for our family is Jesus Christ mm-hmm. leading, protecting, mm-hmm. and guiding parents in the home, individuals as Christians mm-hmm. walking out their faith. And so often it's just blank is best. Yep. Right. Blank is best for me. Yep. Well, going back to the original example, if mm-hmm. Fed is best, well, my kid's just eating McDonald's and French fries. Yep. All his life, supersize me. And yeah, yeah. Fed is best. Yeah. But we know that that's not true. Mm-hmm. And we can't just say blank is best mm-hmm. if it's not, right? God wants us to eat meat and potatoes and to yeah. be satisfied. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't want us to be gluttonous. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, whatever is best is going to give God the most glory. Exactly. When you're talking about that and you're trying to make those decisions and some of those decisions not even necessarily should we just have sex it could be should we live together that's another hot button topic Mm -hmm. for young adults today because it's widely accepted by everyone I mean everyone does and I can say that you know in my past I'm not and I want to preface this too by saying I'm not sitting here as someone who has a perfect past and never did anything and telling you don't have sex before marriage and I don't have anything in my past I can speak to these points because I've lived this life and living together before you're married is just a cop-out. Like you said, it's not the best. It's not God's best. You know, you're like, oh, well, it's easier because we live in separate places. And, oh, we could combine our incomes and we could pay the mortgage and all these things. And it's not the best. And so when you're trying to make those decisions, a really big piece of that is, is this support? by trusted friends and family who lean on God's word and who listen to God's leaning. So if you're asking, and if you're just asking your friends who you know will support you because, oh yeah, that's a great idea, I love it. And you look at their life and they don't look like they're following God super close. But yeah, you you do have people in your life who love Jesus and walk with Jesus. And they're like, "Mm, I don't know if that's really the best decision, but you push through anyways, then that's a heart check. You know, what is your heart saying? Well, and unfortunately, today, 50% of 
self-professing Christians mm-hmm. believe it's okay to cohabitate before yep. marriage, yep. to have sexual intercourse mm-hmm. before marriage. There's Christians I've had conversations with that have said, well, if marriage is before God, then we're technically married because no, we, we're spiritually made, married. We're spiritually married. <laughs> we got married with a post-it note like Derek <laughs> and Meredith. And that's not how that works. No. Because, yes, it is. A marriage has to be recognized mm-hmm. before God. Mm-hmm. But God's law also says that mm-hmm. we are subject to our governing laws. Mm-hmm. And the United States, you must have a certificate of mm-hmm. marriage to be recognized as married. And God, you know, when he's painting, when Jesus is painting the picture, the bride and the bridegroom, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't say Jesus is just going to come and live with us and hang out and not really have a commitment. The reason he says the, the church is the bridegroom is because he has made that commitment to it. When you're standing up in front of everybody and you're literally committing to the rest of your life, which is another piece, like you said, divorce is not always, I mean, divorce is so prevalent now, you're not always meaning the rest of your life when you get married. But, you know, Jesus' example was bride and bridegroom, come to the feast, come to the wedding, because I'm committing for the rest of eternity that I love my church and I want to honor my church. And that's our example of what it looks like, why marriage is so important. So that's a big piece of that as well, something that we miss out on when we just try for justification. And with this being a podcast about unmarried people, Mm -hmm. I do want to state this, that there is beauty in your singleness, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to negate that at all. Mm -hmm. I was one who Mm -hmm. struggled with my singleness, Mm -hmm. and I look back and think how much more I could have done. Mm -hmm. God is still sovereign. He has still designed that timeline for me. He purposed that time. And I can look back and learn from that. But there's so much beauty in your singleness. 1 Corinthians 7, 32 through 35 says, I want you to be free from anxieties. Mm -hmm. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord how to please the Lord. But the married man is anxious about the worldly things, how to please his wife, and his interests are divided. And the unmarried or betrothed woman is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and in spirit. But the married woman is anxious about the worldly things, how to please her husband. I say this for your own benefit, not to lay any restraint upon you, but to promote good order and secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. And how beautiful is that? I know Amanda was on the Anxiety Podcast a couple years back. Mm -hmm. I know she and I both have struggled with that. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's so beautiful that God has preserved this in the Bible Mm -hmm. for us, that Mm -hmm. he does not want us to be anxious. Mm -hmm. For those of you who are single and anxious and wanting tomorrow, wanting your spouse, he says, don't worry about tomorrow, Mm -hmm. for tomorrow has enough cares for itself. Don't let your interests and your focus be divided. Mm -hmm. Focus on the Lord. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, we see the rise of this sexual revolution Mm. where people are trying to take back their sexuality they're seeking out love and security from a man Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. the world Mm -hmm. 
And we're replacing what God can provide us Mm -hmm. because we're letting our focus be divided. And another reason we make some decisions that we make, honestly, one of the biggest pushes for our decision making in general is fear, right? So if you're making decisions, well, if I don't have sex with him, he may not stay with me. Or, you know, if we don't move in together, what if we can't make this work? What if we're not living together beforehand, and then we get married, and then the marriage doesn't work out? What if we could have, you know, all these things are fear based. And like you said, God speaks to that, because he knows where our brains go. Mm -hmm. He is gracious, and all knowing, and all powerful, and he knows where we're going to go. And he is sufficient for all things at all times. Exactly. So another piece of that is sometimes the wise answer isn't convenient. And I think that would be the main thing. You know, sometimes the wise answer will require you waiting on God instead of trying to make things happen for yourself. Like you're talking about with singleness, like live in what God has for you right now. If you are Mm -hmm. single, live in that. Wait for God because he has something better for you than what's good right now. And let me just tell you, single ladies out there Mm -hmm. and single men, Mm -hmm. because women can pressure for sex as well. Absolutely. I just want to say this, that you want your spouse to be equally yoked with you. Mm -hmm. You want them to be pursuing the Lord. Yep. And especially for women, your husband is to lead you. Yep. So if he's pressuring you for sex now, before you're married... Sexual immorality can still translate Mm -hmm. into marriage. He will not be leading you well come marriage. Yep. Because he is not leading you well now. Right. Marriage is not the end all be all. We're not saying rush into it, you know, just because you can have sex there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Whoops. Hey, I I think I have the record for shortest engagement, our shortest dating period before engagement. It was three days. So, but preface that with we knew each other for like seven years. So it's okay. High school sweetheart. (laughs) Yes, yes. But like you said, we don't have to be perfect. We just have to be obedient. So we are Mm going to mess up. Sometimes we are going to take it a little too far. We we literally all do it. We're not perfect people. It is not like a end all be all. If I by no means am perfect. Amen. Amen. So thankfully, his mercies are new every morning. So if we mess up today, we can try again tomorrow. And I think that goes back to that better, best scenario I was talking about earlier. Well, I want to be super gracious about this because I understand that there's people out there that are going to be listening and they're going to think, well, I don't have this precious gift to give Mm -hmm. my future Mm -hmm. spouse. Mm -hmm. So what's the purpose? Mm -hmm. Like, what am I good I've for already now? messed up. I might I've as well just messed keep up. on going. Yeah. Right. And well, what is the absolute best thing? Mm-hmm. Right. If you are still a virgin, it's to wait for your husband or your spouse. Yes. If you're not a virgin anymore, mm-hmm. what is the better thing to do? It's to wait for your spouse. Yep. Still. Even the, and even if that's the person you're with now, you both can say like, hey, you know what? The best thing for us is to end this now in the premarital set. Let's let's wait on God. You can absolutely still do that in a relationship where you've already had sex. Like that's not a, you can do that. And we can look at David. In, not Pastor David. Not Pastor. Da- <laughs> not Pastor David. We can look at King David in yeah. the Old Testament, who committed a sexual sin, right? Mm-hmm. And he is still called the man after God's yep, own heart. Exactly. Why? Exactly. Because he repented. Yeah. Earnestly poured out his heart to the Lord, repented, and turned away from that sin. Yep. And we can do that. 
And, and hopefully your sexual sin won't be getting somebody else's husband killed. <laughs> you know, like hopefully ho- won't take it that hopefully far. Hopefully it's not that serious, guys. Yeah. <laughs> But like you said, proof that even even as crazy as that is, God still used him, and it's got. And we, I mean, the whole book of Psalms. Think about how many Psalms that we go that David wrote. You know, like we can still be used. Okay, we got Rahab the prostitute. She was used by God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you were still able to use me, even though yes. I was not perfect. Well, and I mean, just think about Rahab the prostitute being mm-hmm. alive. Yes. The Old Testament is brutal yes. about sexual immorality. Oh, yeah. If a man is found with a woman and she is a virgin mm-hmm. and she gave in to his seduction, mm-hmm. and it says seduction, y'all, it's in Exodus 22, verses 16 through 17, and she will be stoned alongside him. Yeah, we ain't and messing around. I'm just like, she's alive. Yeah, yeah. God preserved her for a reason to prove that he will still use us. Yep. A piece of that, too, while we're on that topic, if you've already had premarital sex and you have some shame and some guilt with that, and like you said, you're struggling with, well, I don't have a gift to give my husband. Shame is not from God, and I think that is a big piece of that. If you have shame over what you've done, that is a Satan thing up all the way. Satan shames, God convicts. So what you can do is take that to Jesus. He will forgive it. He will heal it. Shame leads us to feel that we will never be good enough again. And conviction helps us realize that we are sinners in desperate need of his loving mercy and grace. So beauty for ashes, right? Right. God will take that. Mm -hmm. There is therefore no longer any condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we are not sitting here saying, be perfect people. And I know purity culture, I think that's a point that you that you were going to talk about. And that kind of leads into that. We're not saying be perfect. We're not saying this purity, weird purity culture movement is <laughs> yes, how you should we be. We are not pushing for purity rings to make its way back into style. True love waits, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we are not calling for that. No. Because my former pastor actually told me, a ring will not stop you. Yeah. If the desire is there. It's a heart thing. Yeah. And not to say that these desires are bad. Right? Exactly. Let me just say this. The Lord said, go forth and multiply. Yep. It is a God-given desire. The desires are good. It's lust and mm-hmm. the lack of self-control. Mm-hmm. Because a fruit of the Spirit is self-control. Yep. yep. And that's where the sin lies Mm -hmm. and I want to be very clear about that because sex is very beautiful yep it was given to the Christian yep and God places those desires in our hearts Mm -hmm. not for everyone some people really do have the spiritual gift of celibacy Mm -hmm. it is not my spiritual gift (laughs) my My husband is glad it is not my spiritual (laughs) gift too (laughs) but I think we have to reframe Mm -hmm. our mindset around this yes that sex is actually a tool of worship to god and we have to be very careful about how we talk about it because it is beautiful Mm -hmm. within the parameters of marriage and god's design for it Mm -hmm. i have an excerpt from one of my favorite authors and speakers felicia masonheimer she wrote this in a little booklet, and you can get it on Every Woman a Sheologian if you want it. 
It says, marriage and the sexual relationship within it is a glorious example of the intimate relationship God desires with mankind. It is pointing to a fulfillment that is way beyond sex. It is a kind of relationship founded on commitment, faithfulness, mutual love, sacrifice, and complete vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And Proverbs, it says, drink water from your own cistern, flowing water from your own well. Should your springs be scattered abroad, streams of water in the streets, let them be for yourself alone and not for strangers with you. Mm -hmm. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth, a lovely deer, a graceful doe. (laughs) Let her breast fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. That's Proverbs 5 verses 15 through 19 it's a little pg 13 yeah yeah yeah. actually i think it would have been rated pg as of today you know oh yeah yeah. ratings are terrible give it 50 years ago and it's rated r right breast but you know exactly (laughs) well the terminology here she references how it says scattered streets strangers and that's really the life of a sexual nomad Mm -hmm. right you're just giving yourself away to someone who isn't committed to you Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. way that God has designed love and marriage and marital sex should be a reservoir of satisfaction constant communication Mm -hmm. with the other person about their needs and desires and their body and not this scattered stream of illicit sex and as Amanda spoke earlier I am by no means perfect. Mm -hmm. I can remember having a conversation with my husband, my now husband, Mm -hmm. when he wanted to pursue me as his girlfriend, Mm -hmm. not even pursue me as his wife. Like, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even date him. (laughs) I love you now. But in case he's listening. But I remember sitting there crying for hours about how I was... Gomer. Mm-hmm. I was just broken and battered. And for those of you who don't read the Old Testament, Gomer was a prostitute. And I'm I'm not saying I came from prostitution, but <laughs> if you did, God can redeem anything. Amen. Amen. But I definitely lived the life of a sexual nomad who just sought love in all the wrong places mm-hmm. and was willing to pay whatever price. Mm-hmm. to feel security and comfort mm-hmm. and this false ideal of love that the world was feeding me. Yep. And I remember Jesus saving me from that. And I remember what my husband said. He said, Jesus wants it all. Mm-hmm. And Jesus can redeem it all. Yep. And if you would just let me... I will love you today, tomorrow, and forever. And I knew I was going to marry him in that moment. I mean, what a God thing, right? Like, And I that's mean, the gospel. Amazing. Yep, that's the gospel. Like, that's the love God wants to give you. Yep. That he will redeem it all. Yep. And he will love all of your wounds, all of your past. He will heal it because he works together all all things for the good of those who love him. I have never known a man who had so much compassion, Mm -hmm. but I knew that he walked with the Lord when he said that to me. 
and I think part of that too, don't settle for good and for what's now when the best could be right around the corner. You know what I mean? Like, don't settle for the guy that's like, whatever, in your DM, sliding in your DMs. Like, you know, I mean, when you've got somebody that's willing to, to give you what, Jesus and the church have. You know what I mean? That Don't picture accept of marriage. the 2 a.m. text. No, no. Don't do it, girl. We ain't responding to no booty calls. Absolutely not. And I think a big piece that we just forget now and that's pushed away now is in 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20, when it says, flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own, but you were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. If you are a believer and you have the Holy Spirit living in you and you have sex outside of God's design for marriage, we are just, we're not seeing, I mean, the heaviness, the weight that's on that, right? Like Mm -hmm. this is, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And you are defiling it. Like it's it's a heavy weight. We may seem like it's a casual thing. It's fun. It's whatever. It's no big deal. Forget it the next morning. But I mean, that's heavy. And I I didn't take that into as much of an account. And if you weren't a believer and that's your past, if you're not a believer, we're not even speaking to that. It's if you are a believer and the Holy Spirit dwells in you, that is what the Bible says about... You are choosing sin. Yes. There's a difference between ignorance, sin... You're yes. not a believer. Uh, you may not have even opened up the Bible. Yes. And you may not be knowingly sinning mm-hmm. because you don't know what sin is. Yes. Right. Exactly. And exactly. here we are talking about Christians who know the Lord, mm-hmm. who are the temple of the Lord. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we miss is the yes. beauty of the gospel. Yes. This is God's chosen place Mm -hmm. on earth. He Mm -hmm. has indwelled the Holy Spirit in his people. Yes. Yes. In the Old Testament, they had to build temples. Yep. But that was the only way you got to experience God was if you went to the temple. I think we've just lukewarm to wash down the fact that our body is literally the temple now. Our bodies are the dwelling Mm -hmm. place that God has chosen in his new covenant Mm -hmm. with his people. Mm -hmm. And that has weight. Yes. And I think it's so important that we think about our bodies like that, right? Yes. Paul in 1 Corinthians shares that. We mm-hmm. we were not meant for that. Yeah. Sin, all other sin is to another person. Yeah. But this is against ourselves. Yeah. And most importantly, a sin against God. And that's why I think it's one of the most intimate forms of sin a person can commit. Like you said, against yourself, against another person, against God. Like nothing else is more intimate, right? Nothing else will get you that. You can have a best friend and y'all can share everything together. That best friend ain't going to be up inside you, right? Like literally, (laughs) you know, like if you talk about as close as you can physically get to a person, I mean, that's why God designed it for marriage. Because like you said, Holy Spirit living inside you. Your husband, when you're married, I right. mean, that's and as close said, as you can and get, And Paul right? says flee. Yeah, he flee. Says flee right? Not so casually brush around, think about it, like run. Okay, we're going to cuddle under this blanket. Uh-huh. No one's going to No Netflix know. and chill, y'all. <laughs> no, it's flee. Have yes. very clear boundaries. Song of Solomon 2.7 says, I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by gazelles and the hinds of the field. 
that you not arise or awaken love mm-hmm. until she pleases. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is talking about stirring up those feelings. Mm-hmm. Once you've crossed that line yep. and you've stirred up those feelings, it's it's like poking a hole in a dam. Yep. The water dam. I'm not cursing here. <laughs> um, it really is. It It's poking a hole mm-hmm. and cracking the foundation and it's mm-hmm. bound to open up the floodgates yep. of more desires because again, desires for marriage are healthy, are healthy, yes. will lead to a fruitful marriage. Yes. They're God given. Yes. Because again, God gives sex mm-hmm. to the Christian mm-hmm. within the parameters of marriage. And we are all parts of the body, right? Yep. And if any part of the body is not working correctly, mm-hmm. we feel it, mm-hmm. right? This is the same. Mm-hmm. This is God's giving us something to work forth. And if we do it in the right parameters, mm-hmm. it is working healthy. It should produce, should, because yes. we'll get into this yes. next week. Yes. But it should produce the level of intimacy mm-hmm. that God has designed marriage to promote. Right. And I think, you know, like I said, next week we're, we're talking about more married because this week we're really focused on kind of unmarried. But if you are listening and you are dating someone and you have those desires, which like we said is amazing, I hope that you have someone in your life and you're maybe struggling. Maybe you're feeling like you're getting a little too close and you need some help. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to feel any shame with that. That is not the point of this, right? We already talked about shame. I want you to have someone in your life. And if you don't, Darian and I can be one of those people for you, but like talk to us. And that's the, that's another big piece of it too. Get it out in the light, right? Don't hide it and, and think you can't tell anybody you're struggling with wanting to have sex with your partner. Like talk about it. Bring it to people that know and love Jesus around you and y'all figure out a plan. And I will also say this, just little caveat, talk about any desire mm-hmm. you're struggling yes. with yes. sexually, yes. whether that's pornography, yep. whether that's same-sex attraction. Yep. I think it's so important that we as a church are open to having yes. those discussions yes. rather than shunning people away because mm-hmm. of these feelings that they might be having mm-hmm the confusion that comes around that and when we as a church shun them that's when shame sets in yep and we're called to love and love will cover a multitude of sins yep including sexual sin yep and so just encouraging listeners out there who are christians be open to those conversations mm-hmm. not to encourage or endorse right jesus came to sit with sinners not to be complacent but to call them to repentance by his love yep and we should be wanting to do the same as a church Mm -hmm. come alongside and encourage and help and help direct and that's part of it are these mm -hmm. hard these hard things that we're struggling with whatever it is you know right whatever it is because Mm -hmm. again Sexual sin is not just a man's issue. Exactly. I mean, we see the rise in pornography, mm-hmm. and we even see it, it in rise for women. And what it's looking like now, which could be a whole separate topic, is yes. books. Maybe we have a bonus episode yeah, with yeah. that. Y'all just be on the lookout. But just, yeah, for women, it's more of feelings and emotions mm-hmm. than it is visually. So I do think this whole new wave is books. 
mm-hmm. and it's and it's reading and, and I've seen a lot of that recently. Certain books, Fifty Shades of Grey, Crown of Thorn and Roses. There's a couple and, in there, and we even see it where they're hiding it under the guise of Christianity, mm-hmm. right? Redeeming mm-hmm. love. Yeah, you and, gotta be so careful. And yeah. again, it's we shouldn't be stirring those feelings yep. prematurely. Exactly. Exactly. Because that will cause us to fall. Mm-hmm. Or it can. I should say can. Because God can do abundantly more. Exactly. And he can stop you. Exactly. But, yes, yeah, so I think, you know, like we said, just to kind of wrap up, this one for the unmarried people, you know, we love you guys. We want the best for you all. We have, Derry and I have both been there. You yes. know, when, no matter where you're walking right now, whether you're single, whether you're in a relationship, don't be afraid to have the hard conversations. And Rem- women, don't be afraid to be the one to engage in that conversation. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it does need to be you calling it out. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Saying, hey, I don't know where you're at, but the Lord's convicting me of this. Yep. And sometimes you have to be willing to just make a clean break from that and say, if you're not feeling conviction, yep. that's terrifying for me. Yep. And maybe we shouldn't be together. Yep. And sometimes the wise choice is the hardest choice. And that's the yes. thing. We have to be willing to sacrifice because we want God's best and not our good. Um, and we should want God's best because God wants nothing but the best exactly. for us. Exactly. So what we'll also do to to wrap this one up, if you have any questions that you would like to ask Darian or I, you are welcome to send them via Instagram, Docs of Dialogue. You can reach out to us. Everything will be completely anonymous. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Completely anonymous. We will not Unless say Unless you want us to. Yes, but we would love to field some questions for you. If you are struggling with some things and you, like I said, you need somebody to talk to, we will gladly be those people for you. So you right. can reach out. If you there. have questions and you're scared to ask mm-hmm. face to face and you want to be anonymous, we can do that. Yes, 100%. So like I said, you can go on Docs of Dialogue. You can send the questions there. Darren and I will be the ones that receive those. And then who knows, if we get enough, we may even have a little bonus episode where we yeah. just do a q and a, you know, we can combine married and unmarried and do a little Q&A afterwards. So. Maybe we'll get a round table, bring in some other ladies. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So don't think you're the only one with the question that you have, because I guarantee you there are so many other women that have the exact same questions. So we're excited for those. Excited to see you guys next week for the married episode. But we just want you guys to know that you are loved. 